0: Welcome back to a very special season of Quest Me. My name is Josh, and I'm your forever host and friend. You can find Quest Me on Twitter, at TMA, and you can follow us on Facebook by searching Twist My Arm Podcast. This week, we are concluding our special review of the second installment of the Thrawn Trilogy. It's called Dark Force Rising. The reason we're doing this is because Justin has never read these books, so Phil and I decided... We needed to take him through this epic journey that is the Hand of Thrawn. Now, next week, as of this recording, of me recording this intro, uh, next week, March 1st, Mandalorian Season 3 is starting. So, of course, that means that QuestMe is going to be going live and reviewing each and every episode. Um, last season for Andor, we went live on Tuesdays. This season for Mandalorian Season 3, we're going to be going live on Sundays. So, a couple days earlier, um, and it helps with, um, you know, a lot of our personal things so we're moving from tuesdays to sundays and that means that our first episode is going to be on march 5th so make sure to go to youtube.com slash podcast subscribe to the channel and ring the bell to get notifications for every time we go live um, or i guess i should start saying ring the bell to receive your next quest every sunday no that's dumb i don't i don't know this is why I don't do these by myself, because it, it just it, it, it would never work. That's why I have to have people like Justin and, and Phil on with us. Um, and speaking of that, Phil is actually joining us for the whole season of uh, Quest Me, um, which we are reviewing Mandalorian Season 3. So not only will he be with us for the entirety of the season, but we're also going to have a few special guests coming on to talk about these episodes. I am so excited and Absolutely cannot wait to see and talk about Mandalorian Season (sighs) 3. Okay, all that being said, let's get into this conclusion of our uh, discussion of Dark Force Rising. And I believe, yeah, I believe we have a question to answer. And so Phil is going to let us know what his recipe is for the Twistler. Enjoy, guys. So, delicious my friend so Han Han
1: described <laughs> Han described the one in the book as being a blend of uh corellian brandy and a tart fruit extract so okay. i i took my you know bartending home bartending knowledge and ran with that a little bit and <laughs> i yeah. so i came up with this it's um, a couple ounces of um, brandy and then uh, lemon and lime juice, uh, blue curacao to give it the little kind of neon green color, a little bit of simple syrup and something uh, uh, a shrub syrup that I made with uh, vinegar, like apple cider vinegar, strawberry, and fresh lime. Uh, So I I made like a tart syrup uh, to go in with that as well. So see, it is not bad at all. It is sour, <laughs> it is sour, but still kind of balanced, and you still get a little bit of the grape quality out of the
2: brandy. It's pretty good.
0: Dang man, next time it, I'm, I'm in Colorado, I'm gonna make you make me some drinks.
2: See, I, I would have <laughs> accepted a absinthe, wine, and honey. <laughs> that's that's how I sort of pictured it in my head. <laughs>
0: that's, seems like a very uh, I don't know, white trash version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely,
2: definitely white trash. <laughs> I
0: don't know, just throw some absinthe and honey in that bitch and drink it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: absinthe and honey wouldn't be that bad. but
0: No, you're not wrong. But I do uh, I do like your rendition of the, what, the Twistler? Uh, Twistler? Twistler. Twistler. I'm pretty happy yeah. with it. Yeah. The Twistler. I'm a yeah. little disappointed I can't actually taste it. <laughs> But Sounds like here, a Harry Potter delicious. candy so,
1: I will uh, I'll write down the recipe I used And I'll uh,
0: next Do time it, my girlfriend's it a bartender time. And I'm sure she would love to make it
2: I'll be honest, I probably don't have yeah. Half those things to make that shit <laughs> I got
0: bitters You got whiskey and Dr. Pepper bitters?
2: I got bitters I got like four
1: different kinds in my garage Right now
2: <laughs> I got Worcestershire, you want some of that? <laughs>
1: I'm not making Bloody Marys, so I'll probably skip.
3: <laughs>
0: so, this is such a fun book. Let me just say, this is such a fun, like, series, and I am super excited that you guys are involved in this because I've been preaching about the Thrawn Trilogy for years and years and years, and it's finally, like, happening to where it's, I can talk to rev- It's finally,
2: it's relevant. It's finally coming into fruition.
0: Well, it's relevant in our eyes because we kind of know Star Wars a little bit.
2: Oh, but, you know, it's gonna totally parallel this shit.
0: For the majority <laughs> of people, though, they is have no idea. What this this. Is. Oh, hands down, it will.
1: <laughs> no, but I—I I mean, let's talk about Thrawn himself in this one. I was
0: just gonna, He's... yeah, I was just gonna kind of break into characters, and, yeah. and Thrawn's a good place to start for sure.
1: I mean, he is he is overshadowed on the cover of air to the empire. You know, the, the original cover art does feature Thrawn, but he's tiny and off to the side where you've got some just up, doing the, the force lightning up behind. If
0: anybody saw the old cover art for our last uh, version of this, we did a a nice little, why am I grabbing the cover?
1: Why am I grabbing the book? You're not seeing me. You, you two can see me, but they can't. If Getting you go back
0: to, to the, uh, if you go back to our first, the the Air of the Empire review that we did, it was a three part series. Um, there's a cover on there that has, it's the original cover, but with uh, Justin, Phil, and my face on the front. So,
2: Josh has the best. He's Sabah. <laughs> is,
0: is that the, Slave One?
2: Yeah,
1: man, that's the the Django Fett edition from uh, oh, Episode Two. Awesome. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Those yeah, of you no. listening
0: should be jealous that we can see it and you can't.
1: <laughs> it is. And uh, my uh, my oldest son and I put it together the other day.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I've,
1: I've had it since, you know, 2002, but nice. finally put <laughs> it back together. Put
2: it together. You kept it in the box without with the instructions? like Nah, man. Things. I
1: just put all the pieces in with my other Lego stuff.
2: Oh, okay. nah. oh God. Oh, no. Man. That sucks, though.
1: Not if you color
3: code
0: your Lego bricks. Oh, well. We're not in a different level of nerd over here. So, Thrawn. 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 Thrawn, Blue blue skin, red eyes. (laughs) Killer killer smile. (laughs) (laughs) He really shows his smarts, I guess, in this book. Um, He really shows how tactical he can be. He is. He he is. But I feel like he's hoaxing. All the time. I feel like he's yeah, but that's why he keeps Kaleon
1: around. <laughs> he keeps Kaleon around to flex on him.
0: Which is funny once you read the <laughs> third book.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: No spoilers. We'll but... get there. Oh. And Justin, feel free to read the third book as soon as we're done recording <laughs> this. Because Are I know you... you've been dying to read through this whole series since June. So
2: I'm reading Star Wars Ronin right now. I love Are it. Are you? nice it, how is dope. it it's dope i like it uh the author has a new book
1: uh another new book coming out it's like her first um uh like non uh licensed uh novel coming out like later this year uh, so uh for those of you who haven't read star wars ronin it's an expansion of the star wars visions Uh, short the Ronin. Yeah. Yeah, The opening chapter, the opening chapter of the book is uh, the, is the short. It is the, the, the short Ronin from visions. And that's
0: Uh, the first visions, right? Yep. Okay. But then
1: the rest of the novel expands on the Ronin and his adventures on this world, like explaining who he is, how he got there. And it is spectacular the audiobook is really well done too.
2: Oh, there's an audiobook? book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's um, tough. with like, uh,
1: different voices and stuff for all the characters. It's...
0: I love that. That's how, that's how I did the dark force rising this round is I listened to the audio version they did. It was like the comic books, but there was an audio, I'll put it in the notes of the show. Um, but it's a whole, the whole book, uh, with comics with the different voices over it and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So it's yes.
1: really good. Cool. No, but uh, Emma Mieko Candon, who wrote the, the Ronin novel, yeah, has a, a new book coming to. out, has a new book coming out later, like in June, uh, that is a non-Star Wars book called The Archive Undying. And I am ridiculously stoked for this book um, nice. because the cover art won me over pretty much instantly. um. 're a
2: librarian, you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover.
1: No, but I also have
2: an <laughs> I also have
1: access to an early reader copy of this book uh, because Ooh. I'm a librarian. Uh, Ooh. But I, I threw uh, a link to their website up into the uh, private chat on here.
0: So Ooh, if y'all okay. want to
1: take a look and see the the cover of this book it's I'm I'm stoked for it.
0: Oh, dang. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Shadow of the Colossus. A yeah, bit. a little
1: bit. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, love the Ronin. Love the whole character arc. I'm really glad you're getting the chance to read that one.
0: Yeah. But once you're done with it, you know, read the last command because finally all these little things that we're hinting, hinting at, you're going to be able to get the All the threads come together. And, yeah. and you get to and meet this twins. One, Right, and this one has. And I get
2: to meet the twins. Yes. Oh yay! Is it going to be and... like five years after, or is it when they are going to be born? It's like, born like when or... they're going to be born. Uh. Yeah. No the the overall timeline of this trilogy is is
1: pretty short. Like like the yeah uh,
0: they they keep it pretty like it's right after the other one right after the other yeah like, well know, I Dark Horse whole... Rising is a month. Be two months after the first book, yeah, something like that. It's and then the f- third is yeah. kind of the same thing,
1: yeah. The the entire thing takes place over less than the course of you know six months,
2: yeah. I just remember Han saying, I haven't seen my wife in three months, and I all that, all I got to do is hi, say hi,
1: yeah. It was like a month, it had been like three weeks, but
2: poor, poor
1: yeah. Family. yeah. But still, when you're a parent. That time period is important, oh. and it things do change overnight. So you know, not being there for that long of a period of time, my wife would have killed me.
0: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you got to think like Leia was pregnant in *Heir to the Empire*, and she yes. still hasn't had the kid yet. So this, I think, is in a nine-month span. Yeah, the, in, the whole in trilogy under is within a, a 10 nine-month month span, span. Yeah, May, maybe ten because you, I think. Uh, in the, last, the last command, they're actually, surprised. they're actually born. Yeah. Um, in last command, we kind of get like, you know, Winter is helping with the kids and stuff like that. So, Winter's coming.
1: I adore uh, Winter. She's amazing. She's great. I know. She's
2: Who's, she's Winter. Uh, one of, she's Lay's. Lay hand. Oh, yeah, she's fucking age. Delta source, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think so?
2: Yeah, I know so. They put us such a huge. Uh, Timothy Zahn has put us such a huge huge uh, emphasis on her and her dealings in the first book and just her memory them.
1: and her yeah. memory being basically um eidetic it, where she remembers everything yeah
2: yeah she, i
1: absolutely love winter she's yeah, one of she's
0: my favorite the characters delta source in this whole
2: thing she's the fucking wall.
1: You, you don't think it's fayla no well we all know oh, fela man, it's so I set up to that uh so speaking of what a great great undoing of his plans oh
0: right the, uh, they just they just wrecked him they're like oh you okay and it's Ten such F-R-D-J, a classic whatever.
1: it's such a classic move you get the bad guy monologuing and you let their henchman hear, and you realize oh this guy doesn't give a shit about his henchmen we should right. stop following him right <laughs> It's right. so beautiful. It's it's so Scooby Doo. I love it.
0: I really did like how they kind of his downfall. I like yeah. his, his downfall and that's because he like rose a little bit and then they were like, "Nah, fuck you," and, <laughs> and then he fell. So, but they um, never
2: got uh, to acquit Akbar. They never got information to get. It's only book
0: two. Yeah. Yep.
2: I know. I know. But <laughs> yep. that was their whole deal about going to New Cub and mm-hmm.
0: right, but. The whole but,
2: like emphasis was the free Akbar.
0: Yeah, but then they found more information when they went to New Cove. Like I don't I mean, think Ackbar is Force, ever going to get freed. That's when uh, when they go to New Cove is when they kind of figure out about the Dark Force. They find mm-hmm. out about that's when Han. Going.
1: That's when Han and Luke start finding out about you know oh shit the Kethana fleet. Yep. Also I love that you know. Luke, they make that Zahn makes a point of Luke being like, you know, even, you know, growing up on a little backwater planet like Tatooine, Luke had still heard tales of the Dark Force.
0: Right. So, and we kind of get to see the Katana fleet a little bit in this bits and pieces of it and the flagship. Um and the flagship
2: well, well, what do you mean we kind of like we absolutely to my see
0: knowledge it. we
2: see like 13 ships in the flagship like, like you said well, we, we and don't then see then the whole that...
0: fleet though yeah no but the whole so we... We... Get... Was like...
2: inference was to that uh thrawn got them
0: yes yeah right. no that's
2: they're absolutely
1: setting up that thrawn has beat them there yeah. and left just enough of the ships behind including the flagship left just enough of them behind for the republic guys to be like oh cool we found it right and they're like oh no oh, we, didn't. we and have another 180 is, over
0: here that's what i mean is we've, we we kind of see the fleet yeah. we don't see the entire fleet well, uh, we see a, a bit of it and we see the clones we yep. see how they're actually working fleet and how it how it went down mm-hmm. um, we kind of learn a little bit more about the outbound flight as well uh, which there's a, there's a really cool series it's a it's a duality series um duology, duology. I mean. um and it's, it's the hand of Thrawn. Th- hand of Thrawn, and then uh, the sequel to it was the the search search for something um uh vision
1: I, of the, it was spectre of the past and vision and of vision the future and vision of the future yep yeah. okay cool
0: the hand um, of throne duology and that was the outbound flight the whole thing about uh, Jeroz Seaboth, the original Jeroz Seaboth, um, and then kind of seeing why Thrawn was sent out on that mission um, to to find the Yusen Vong. Like, that was and the, then, the big explanation of that.
1: And then uh, back in 2006, Zahn actually got to write one of the last novels that he did for the old canon, which was Outbound Flight.
0: Yes, yes. Um, and fun. Let me just let me just flex my knowledge a little bit here. Spectre of the Past was mm-hmm. actually supposed to be the original sequel to Star Wars. Um, it was Spectre of the Past would technically have been, I believe, the first expanded universe book that was written, and it was in between. It was supposed to be in between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, as far as I know. Um, but then, they they had concluded that story with vision of the future later on. Mm-hmm. If if I'm not mistaken, I'm I'm I'm, all, I'm pretty positive that's how that went. But Spectre of the Past was kind of supposed to be what Empire Strikes Back was leaning towards, and then they rewrote the story with I think what Steven Spielberg helped rewrite that original. Oh, story. with the. Yeah. But if the... I I mean I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure my my Star Wars knowledge is not failing me right now but I might be
1: <laughs> uh are you thinking of splinter of the Mind's eye
0: splinter of the mind's eye yes thank you okay. oh my god that's exactly what I'm thinking of okay cool that was the original sequel to Star Wars yes I was see that one yes ah, I was yeah yeah, yeah. they're they're little that, they're little that
1: was written by Alan Dean Foster. ah yes okay thank
0: you thank you and yeah. I have I have all of those. I have Specter of the Mind's Eye. I have uh, Vision of the Future, and and the other one of the Specter of, right? of the Past. Specter of the Past. Yeah. So
1: I I need to go see if I can track down some more of these because I have like thirty of the old Legends books in hardcover.
0: Really, I most yeah. of mine are in uh, most of mine are paperback.
1: All like all of my um, all of my uh, stack poll. The uh, oh, okay. X Wings, the X Wing series, yes, the, all Rogue of the Rogue Squadron, Squadron and stuff. The series. Yeah.
0: There was like ten books for that series, and it was so good. So like, good. Wedge was a very well written character. He was, and I,
1: I loved Wedge so much yeah. in those. Getting to see um, him, and oh man!
0: You know, it's funny. I found most of my books like, and it's, it's even more funny because the first book I ever read that was expanded universe was *Heir to the Empire*. Obviously, yeah. I found it in a Goodwill. And it started this whole rabbit hole. It was um, I probably when I was 21, I think. 2021, I found *Air of the Empire. And then it was around the time before Disney bought Star Wars. So Star Wars was popular, but not that popular yet. And so all the moms and grandmas were taking all their kids' books to Goodwill and just dumping them off, you know? I found so many expanded universe books. And, like complete trilogies and and series um at, at goodwill and uh savers stuff like that out in Denver um but like air of the Empire was was the first one I read and then you know, obviously moving on from there I think I went to courtship of Princess Leia after that was a good book um Truce of bakura was a good book uh, the Did
1: courtship it? of Princess Leia is uh basically explaining how Han and Leia end up. Yeah, engaged. It's, yeah,
0: it's kind of a bit of a like a romance novel. It can't in be a way. that
1: interesting. I am warranted enough for its own novel.
0: It's a pretty good book, dude. <laughs> oh god, it's pretty good. Um, and just, you know, Justin, next time I I come to Denver, I will bring you some of my books to borrow for a little I,
2: bit. I I still have one of your bounty hunter. Series. I was wondering oh, I where love that those was. Books so much.
0: You have hard merchandise, don't you?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, because uh, so. yeah. I like I said I got all my books back and I was going through them and setting them all up in <laughs> trilogies and I was like, where the fuck is my other bounty hunter book I <laughs> love those
1: books
2: so much. They're, They're so good. And, and that's. Armor.
0: That's what Boba Fett was kind of based off of yeah. was those those bounty hunter yeah. books and. Very... It,
2: was it really how, like how well does it parallel? Um, it's very
0: loose. For very for
2: slotting in to the
1: like new canon, first off because it had to fit into the new canon. Um, it was still pretty good, the whole idea of him surviving the Sarlacc and, you know, fighting his way out. Yeah. The the timeline was a little fiddly, but that's, you
0: know. But Dengar was a badass. Dengar, Dengar basically carried Boba Fett uh-huh. on, on oh, man. of wood through so, the entire Tatooine desert. <laughs> how, about, how about,
1: by the way, the guy claiming to be Dengar capturing
2: Ma- trying to capture Mara
0: Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> oh. Yeah. Guy, I thought so, that he was claiming to be the same Dengar. Yeah, no, he wasn't
1: actually Dengar, but he was he they I think Mara even comments that the idea was likely faked.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, and well, Dengo was, was super popular in the Bounty Hunters Guild. Yeah. And so and he he was sense. a well-known
1: name, and so if he could flash that ID and just be like, "No, I'm Dengar." Yeah. You know? I, we see the same thing in uh mandalorian with um Cobb vamp it's true uh wearing true. Boba's armor yep. you know it's like if i can you know claim the id of this guy even for I a few be. minutes if i can yep. you know play off of this guy's whole vibe then then i got you're kind of
0: you're you're using uh a ghost you're you're basically you're using their
1: reputation
0: yeah yeah so that Um, was
1: i thought that was hysterical and i had to double check because i was like wait shit canonically like timeline wise is this before bounty hunter wars and i had to go back and like double check to make sure that that wasn't actually dengar
0: it went back and forth
1: yeah it did bounty hunter wars right after
0: return and then like five years after return four years but i had to
1: i had to like double check to make sure that it wasn't actually Denkar who had yeah. gotten you know you know jumped by mara jade
0: that would be a really fun series to do i mean we we got one more book in the thron trilogy oh, but yeah. I'm, I'm really enjoying these these book club sessions that we're doing because they are a lot of fun it's fun to read for one and it's also a lot of fun to discuss like old books that like got our imaginations running you know, like when we were kids and didn't have prequels, and all we had was the Thrawn trilogy and the, the new Jedi Academy and stuff like I had copies, awesome.
1: I had copies of the novelizations of the original trilogy. I
0: like, still have one the of the first one. I have Star Wars.
1: One of my elementary school teachers had the novelization of Return of the Jedi in her classroom, like in the classroom library. That's so had the novelization of return of the jedi and that was the first star wars book that i read
0: that's so and then i was cool. like
1: this is amazing and i then i tracked down my own copy of the novelizations for the original trilogy and it was yeah. all downhill from there. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh yeah. man. Because
0: they, they're good. They're written. They're, they're oh,
1: written and, I, and when I say downhill, I just mean my life
2: spiraled into, you know, nerdity. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I didn't get, like, sucked into the novelization initially. It was more of the video games.
1: Okay. So, oh, like, man. Star
2: Wars TIE Fighter came out. Ooh. And then that's literally what hooked me into reading the books and then into, like, oh, you know, where I am now. Buying Darth Vader toys <laughs> along my shelf. But it all goes back
1: to the books. I remember right? playing Empire Strikes Back on the Super Nintendo.
0: Super Empire Strikes Back? Yo, oh, those games were fucking Fuck impossible. That yes, they
2: were impossible. And no, I, I played them. the fighters, dude. I loved flying.
0: The only one I beat was Super Return of the Jedi and it it took a long time it took a lot of rentals from blockbuster oh, yeah. and oh, showtime yeah. to to get that stuff done and passwords yeah you, you guys ever Writing. have that little notebook oh, of passwords that you would save oh yeah uh, oh yeah
1: well because the problem was always 26 letters the problem yeah. was always that you know we'd just write stuff down on a scrap of paper and then we'd lose that paper between then and the next time we got the game it's like <laughs> god damn it
0: no, man, I the first time I lost one? I lost that scrap of paper one time and was like, nope, mom, I need a notebook. <laughs> and I got a notebook and I had this like little uh, cheat sheet spiral you know spiral ring notebook of all my codes and stuff. I'd go to King Supers, <laughs> the grocery store, and go to and find the like Nintendo Power magazines and then all the flip little, like, through
1: there and write stuff um... down.
0: Right, and then there was like there was little cheap magazines that they would put out for like your Game Shark or Game Genie and it would have different codes on there. And it was, you know, finding that stuff out. But I'm very proud because Return of the Jedi, I beat from scratch. Like I went all the way through. Yes, I had to use the passwords over and over and over again, but I beat that game and it was fun, but it was hard.
1: (laughs) For those of you listening at home, video games used to not actually save your progress for you. You used to have to (laughs) enter, you used to have to enter A
0: developer passcode to get back to the level you'd been at the last time you were playing. So, my nephew, I was out in Oregon last month, and I was visiting... I haven't seen my nephew since he was born, right? He's 13 now. I hadn't seen him since he was one. So it's been a long time, right? Good uncle there. And... and But so we're hanging out and we're playing. He got a PS five. We're all chilling, whatever. And he's like, oh, my God, I have something really cool. He goes into his room. He comes back out. He's got a PS one, right? An old school PS one. And he's holding it up and he's showing me the the system. And I'm like, oh, that's super cool, man. And he looks at the front of it and he pulls out the little card and he goes, memory card. What the hell is that? (laughs) I was like. You know, sit down. Let me tell you a little story about back in my day. And it was funny because I was like, we didn't have systems that held 120 gigabytes of storage. We had to have memory cards to hold our games for us, like, to, to make sure that we Kilabytes. could go back. Yeah. And I, I just, like, at that moment, I realized, holy shit, I'm 35 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and things that I loved 20 years ago are have changed a
2: lot but doesn't that give you so much hope like when we're old like 60 like where are video games gonna be then
0: i'm kind of scared to see where they're gonna be though, <laughs> to be honest with you Oh i'll still be playing exciting, my switch though. and game boy and stuff at that point like i don't want to be i don't want to be ready player one that shit. that's not that's not no, I, I, I do, do it. No <laughs> way. i want go
2: gadget like computer in my arm <laughs>
0: I don't think that's, uh, that doesn't sound like a good time to me.
2: You give me holograms throughout this world and I'll give you a happy person.
0: <laughs> so anyway, going back to Dark Force Rising. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, <laughs>
1: our, our villains in this are amazing.
0: Yes, so, we Thrawn were going to talk is, about Thrawn. Thrawn. is
1: glorious. <laughs> Phalia is a master manipulator. Who? Borsk. Thalia. Oh. The yeah. Bothan. The Bothan.
2: Stupid thought.
1: No, I, I, I love him as a, a secondary antagonist. But my favorite guy, Niles Farrier. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the Tell idea. Us about Niles, Phil? Uh, Niles is. I imagine him as an evil counterpart to Han. You know he he wants to be this right. this smooth you know, you know perfectly charming con man, but he's just, uh, he's he's. Here it is. You go back to the Mummy, nineteen ninety nine. Brendan Fraser. Yes. He's Benny.
0: <laughs> Niles okay. Farrier.
1: If okay. if 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 Han yeah if Han, if Han is Rick O'Connell, Niles Farrier is Benny.
0: That's a brilliant and perfect comparison. Like I can't even. He's good at what he does.
1: He is is undoubtedly good at what he does. But our protagonist is so much better than him at it on so many levels. Right. But we still just keep running into the guy. And he decides eventually to start working for the big bad guy. And there we go.
0: Man, and. He he didn't have like a huge part in this no. book or anything, but he was a really good addition. You know, like a new character that wasn't just like cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. You know, he came in and he had a, a good... He's just, he's a recurring base. nuisance.
1: Yeah, kind of like Talon
0: Card. <laughs> yeah. Him and Card so, yeah. are basically like through the expanded universe, they mm-hmm. show up here and there and you're like, oh, this <sighs> fucking guy. I love so, Talon Card. This is
2: i don't remember meeting niles before this
0: we we don't we meet
2: him uh on new Cove. yeah like this 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 book was the first time meeting him then yes okay Mm -hmm. yeah no but his he just keeps popping up throughout this book
1: like everywhere han and lando go yeah (laughs) they smell this guy's
0: cigarillos you got to think of it like, oh, yeah, and that's funny, too, because it's it doesn't just such a great smelling detail. on Luke. Yeah. It's like, where? He's like, I know that smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's, it, it, the thing about this book is, like, ju- Justin, like I said, before we even started reading Air to the Empire, these books were written before the prequels even came out. This was our first new Star Wars that we got. So all of these characters that come in are just being introduced now
3: okay. yeah okay
0: talon card Phalia, thrawn paleon like mara. all of those characters mara mara jade. Jade, they are all brand new characters as far as this book goes um and fuck mara jade let's talk about mara jade because she was huge in this book justin You're what are right. your thoughts on mara jade like she went she went from like I hate Angry, him I want to kill God you. It, I need his help too. God, I hate him too. Oh man, I need his help. Like
2: she's very bipolar relationship with Luke, and it's, and it's interesting to watch it ebb and
1: flow. And, like, and there is there is a good reason for that, and you'll you'll find the reason well, in uh, in book three. But it is
2: it, it's. I'm, I'm pretty sure she's, like, force horny to him or whatnot. <laughs> like, she's just like, oh, yeah, I'm so force horny. And then she thinks about it like, oh, no, he killed the emperor. Fuck that guy. Like We got to think, too. She's been and on. She's bipolar. If not anything, she's a crazy redhead in a black skinny suit. So I'm all down for that.
0: <laughs> but her powers but have been suppressed because she's been on that planet with all the Isalamari for so long.
2: I don't know if she was there for so long. She's out and she, about.
0: That was where Card's base was.
2: Yeah, but she wasn't always there. Yeah, she's out and about.
0: Right, but she didn't have her Force powers all the time. So I think no. her planet, Force well, powers were South enhanced
2: Mars. by the Emperor, and once he died, like the that connection was lost. But it's but still yeah, there. or the I would agree planet. with that.
0: And so once she leaves the Isalamari and that uh, force dampening stops, and then goes to Endor, and has the like, the Emperor's spirit kind of hit her again. That's when everything kind of comes back to her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she kind yeah. of realizes who she is and how powerful she is in the Force. I mean, to me, and you know, she had a, she had a kind of a crazy story, you know, in this because it was ah. like. She went from bad to good to bad to good. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck to do anymore.
1: And I loved so much that Thrawn was like, you think you're the only one? Right.
3: <laughs> you Thrawn think you're just the only looks at her
1: hand. Like, you think you're the emperor's only hand. Oh, you sweet summer child.
0: Yeah.
2: See, I don't know oh, if that man. was like a, a, a mind fuck or just a true, ta- true thing. It
0: was a true statement. Well, I mean, if
1: if Thrawn was introduced to her and she was introduced to Thrawn as being the Emperor's Hand, we have no one but Thrawn to believe when he says that, you know, he could very well have met other Emperor's Hands in the same kind of manner.
0: Or I love the way that he got her to admit that she was the Hand. When in that little meeting, I think it was on Endor. Mm Mm-hmm they had the meeting and he was like reminiscing about they were in orbit around endor yeah yeah what his whole
1: his whole verification of her identity
0: yep like being like what were you wearing that day how dude that just that is another just character building showing how What what was
1: the piece of jewelry you were wearing the day you met me
0: Dude, and, and that
1: here, there's that's some, some scary sociopathic shit right there. Oh god, yeah. No, Thrawn's <laughs> a fucking creeper. <laughs>
0: yeah. You remember those that small of a detail like Maybe that's just the chiss in, in him. It, I mean it absolutely is, but it's it's what makes him such a amazing villain, such an amazing villain. And he's
1: villain. he's also the first chiss we've met.
0: Yep. You know and we don't really meet very many Chiss until you get into not like until the, we get into the
1: dark nest stuff, but
0: yeah, or even like uh, the the new Thrawn trilogy that Zon hmm. wrote, mm-hmm. um, Ascendance, the Ascendancy. one that you bought mistakenly, Justin. Oh yeah, yeah. That once we're done with this, read that series because it is really good, and you get a lot more and, it's in the, new and canon. the Chiss and stuff. Yeah, and it's it's new canon, so it's, believable. it's all real. And I think Vader is introducing that a little bit, like Vader and Thrawn work a little bit in those books, um, which is a lot of fun because just imagining Thrawn and Vader together is, fuck man, I want that series. Yeah, like, give me a, that series. That's a dude. good team. <laughs> <laughs> give me Hayden Christensen and Mads Mikkelsen oh, doing man. doing all the Thrawn and Vader all day long, and I'm 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 for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. So um,
2: here, here's a good question getting focused back to the book. Like, what do you.
0: Th- sorry, I know we've we've been all over the place. but it's been
2: What fun. do you. Th- like, what kind of balls would it take for you to go to uh, an enemy's planet and to go meet up with one enemy who thinks you're the, the good guy? The Are we talking about Leia? Yeah, the Leia Nogiri yeah. little aspect. Holy like, shit. what the fuck? What oh, that one does of does she most, have?
0: That's some of the most intense story that we get in any Star Wars, I think. Yeah. Because you're you're thinking, like, that whole time you're like, oh, my God, these people hate the Republic. They hate these people. And Leia is just diving into the lion's den headfirst. And you, you have no idea what's going to happen. Like, personally, when I was first reading this book years ago, I thought Chewie was going to die. Yeah. I thought he was gonna get murked because <laughs> just the way that he was kind of going off at first and kind of ruining their um, their cover when they're trying to talk to the chimera, and like it, I I thought Chewie was gonna die.
1: I I love that we see Thrawn slip up here. Yeah. Uh his
0: it's the one his guy.
1: interpretation, his interpretation of you know why he would have found Wookie hair. Why would he have found Wookiee hair on uh, Kabarek's ship?
0: He's brilliant, man. This is... Yeah. And it's another scene and another reason why you don't fuck with Thrawn. Yeah. Because that dude will see everything.
2: But, like, Thrawn... That's the aspect where Thrawn jumped to a conclusion. Like, the only jump to a conclusion that he did. And that was his failure. Mm-hmm. Within this And book, that... And that is you know we're starting to see
1: further consequences of that with leia being able to figure out what's going on with the nogri with uh with with thrawn you know underestimating again how it was that leia could have survived you know this great hunting team that he sent after her
0: right and the hunting team they that was on Kashyyyk, on Kashyyyk, right? yeah in Yeah, the first so, yeah so, of course, like in the back of your head, you're like, well, there could be, they were on Kashyyyk, there's Wookiees everywhere, so it could be any Wookiee. But Thrawn is like, no, this is the Wookiee. <laughs> the one that Leia hangs out with, you know, like he, but kind he, of figured it but, out he
1: but he misinterpreted why Chewie why had been there. on the ship.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And Which I is, again, like you said, one of the first and only kind of slip ups or, um, chinks in in his armor that yeah. you really see you know and and i like that because thrawn is very good at, at what he does but it just kind of goes to show that even the best can make mistakes sometimes well the, or it, it's the it, macguffin of the of the show of the of the book and you know <laughs> you well, have something in there it, 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 the
2: aspect of this book where they're they're the fleeing the uh the the chimera with card and mm-hmm. they they just uh, got him out, and then he's like, "Oh, shut off the main reactor." Like that aspect, oh. like oh. that's serv- that, that, is... no, hey. <laughs> that 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 fucked the team up, like the rep, or Luke and them trying to escape. But at the same yeah. time, it fucked him up in the future and let them get away. Like it yeah. was just a, a interesting to see those minor flaws pointed out with Thrawn. I... And how he oversees them yeah and and
1: he he has a unique approach to handling mistakes when they are or are not corrected
0: it's interesting because he doesn't just go and kill somebody he gives them one everybody gets one i feel like it's his (laughs) motto you know tell him peter Everybody gets. One. I guess everybody
1: gets one. <laughs> oh, I
2: love uh, th- it's the quote in the first book. I love it to death. I say it to my students all the time. I have it. I have a picture of it, but I'll, I'll come up with it in a second.
0: Yes, you have a Star Wars quote that you say to your students.
2: Yeah, it's the thrump Or anyone can make an error, but that error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. Yes. Yeah oh i love that yeah no because that's that's the
1: the tractor beam operator that's trying to catch luke in the first book
0: right right yeah yeah luke does that weird power maneuver that kills his engine that that's when you find it. he's like stuck in this this yeah it burns
1: out it burns out his engine to do it but yeah
0: um (laughs) That's yeah. awesome. I'm no, glad that's, that you used a Star Wars such a great Wars line. Quote. It's
2: such a great oh, line. Oh, I know. I had to and take it, a yes. picture of it. I had to take a picture of it.
0: <laughs> um. So back to Mara Jade, though. We kind of yeah. went on a little tangent there. But back uh, to Mara Jade. The um, hand of the Emperor. Babe?
1: Or one of the hands of the Emperor. I
0: I think uh, a lot of people at this point are thinking yeah. Mara Jade, like especially on Coruscant, everyone's like, oh, Mara Jade's here to kind of screw us over. Mm-hmm. And but, he's here. <laughs> At the same time, she's there to find Luke Skywalker because she's like, oh, my God, we're fucked. (laughs) I don't know what to do. (laughs) And so I loved the sequence of Mara, Luke and Joris Mm -hmm. because it was like it was this like kind of battle sequence that, you know, Luke is is kind of fighting himself to be like, well, should I fight this guy? Should I team up with her? What's going on? like. Justin, what did you think about that whole scene with the three of them on Joe Mark?
2: Well, it was like a, right at the point where Luke was like, uh, well, sort of fuck this guy. I don't really want to believe him. He's sort of insane. And then Mara just pops in out of nowhere and he's like, oh, yeah, time to dip. Uh, I like her. But it was really interesting to see the pair or the, the the I guess the contrast befo- between them. To, to, to see Joris trying to be the nice, cool guy, he's like, oh, look what I do, Luke. This is how it is. You know, if you want a cart guy, I got a cart guy. He'll take me down the mountain. I remember that in the book. But um, to see him all be really, uh, happy-go-lucky and then him to turn into an asshole shortly after, Luke realizes. And then Morrow just sort of fall in, I guess.
0: Mara just kind of solidifies his thoughts yeah. that he's nuts. Yeah, it was because just the whole that, time, like...
1: like and, and reveals that he's been doing the whole artificial um, weariness effect through the Force on him.
0: Thank you. Right. He's yeah. been using the Force to manipulate him to get to where he wants him to be. Um, but, I mean, it's it's kind of... Like Mara kind of, like, solidifies Luke's thoughts that Joris is a, is a psycho. Because the whole book, every time that Luke is hanging out with Joris and they're doing some sort of training, quote unquote, um, Luke is like, I don't really, would Yoda do this? Would would Obi-Wan really electrocute that guy? I mean, (laughs) this is kind of weird, I feel like. And so it just, I feel like Mara really helped Luke get out of the path that he was on but it, you know she I mean? was
2: like introduced just a short time
0: well yeah but but she was there to also confirm luke's suspicions that joris was a fucking psychopath
2: well that's just because joris tried to kill her like first meeting her <laughs>
0: yeah right He's, but he
2: sees this redhead again... babe and like ah <laughs> tries to kill her no girls allowed! And then, you're right. And Luke's like, oh, no, I know that girl. I like her. She's allowed. <laughs> yeah,
0: She's kind of a cool girl. What, what the hell?
2: <laughs> I just, I like R2
1: intervening in the whole thing and just being like, no, no, I don't like you.
2: I'm going to shoot you with the next wing." Yes! I never knew that it was possible. That was a badass scene. I totally forgot about that.
0: Well, they kind of allude to that in the first one where they talk about how Luke never got R2's memory wiped. R2 never got uh, his memory wiped, and so he always, like, him and the X-Wing were good friends, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, Luke's X-Wing yeah, the, and R2-D2 is... were more connected than any other droid and ship were. Yeah,
1: and so the idea is that, you know, R2 had maybe more knowledge and connection to the X-Wing systems than another, than another astromech would have had.
2: So he can right. just pilot it and
0: shoot shit. Exactly. You. Yeah, and that's why, like, a lot of times Luke would be like, "I'm gonna go to sleep real quick, Luke," or "R two, take over," and he would because he he could pilot it, you know. Uh, Whereas, yeah. like, yeah. Most... I mean, which is
1: which is to to an extent would be the point of any astromech. Right. I mean, they are they are primarily a repair unit for your
0: ship, but and kind of like a uh, isn't it like a guide, kind of like a map. Uh, they of, can basically. they can
1: help they can help you know they can coordinate with the computer to start running, you know, hyperspace calculations and.
0: Right. But the, uh, the reason Luke doesn't get him wiped is so R2 remembers different things that mm-hmm. they went through different uh, yeah. routes they took or yeah. something like that. Well, and, so, and that
1: uh, makes, that makes the droids an incredible asset.
3: Yeah. If somebody could,
1: if somebody ever managed to snag R2 and get access right. to his memory right. banks, which I mean, they play up a little bit in um, in Force Awakens. They oh yeah, the, whole, uh, uh, the He's map. got
0: the map. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, R two is they make him a badass in this. Yeah, R two's always been a badass, and I've always loved R two D two. And this book, you know doesn't it
1: cements your love for him yeah
0: you basically just kind of like oh my god r two's blessing him oh hell yeah <laughs> so,
2: here's riddle me this batman and uh, this might be leading into the next book too much is is Han ever going to be around for like leia being pregnant
1: <laughs> yes
2: because that is I like you were saying phil that is a very intricate part of the relationship you need to be there but is I'm gonna be there for the birth? Just tell me that.
0: I can't. I'm not gonna reveal anything along the line. I lines. can neither
2: confirm nor deny.
0: Yeah, I plead the fifth. <sighs> like I said, you could read. Go the Go read the book. As soon you can get it. You can start reading just it whenever. Damn it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> just you me. just gotta remember things. You gotta not not be like me and read it again when we record for the third book.
1: <laughs> my my copy of uh, the last command is about. Thirty feet away from
0: me right now my, yeah, uh, really close, you know in, in my, my living room, room downstairs right
1: there. Mine's upstairs. Uh, i actually
0: haven't opened that one yet because i read the first and second book and then when when i realized that we're gonna do this like book club thing? part, thing. i was mm-hmm. like okay I'll, I'll wait to read the third one until we're getting closer to recording it um but i've read it before and yeah you know obviously i know what's gonna happen i just it's it's good to go back and refresh reread a lot of those things yeah refresh your memory
1: yeah i mean we're we're talking about a a full trilogy of you know events that are pretty Mm -hmm. lengthy so
0: yeah and even though it's within like 10 months there's a lot that goes yeah
2: it's wild to think about it it's a time frame of the twins being born
0: yeah um so, yeah, back to uh, Luke and Seaboth and 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 that whole story. Um, I think if Mandalorian were to start pulling plot points from this trilogy and to pull from Seaboth, um, to have a crazy Jedi would make more sense than having a Sith Jedi mm-hmm. because looking at these books, we didn't have Sith yet. Sith yeah, didn't the, exist. The word,
1: the word did not yet exist in and Star so Wars canon. And so,
0: all we knew was Jedi and, and Dark, dark Jedi, Jedi. Right? And and our... um, What we know of a Dark Jedi is is Joris, and it's more of a crazy Jedi. Not necessarily like, pulling from the dark side. He's just fucking nuts. So he's Mace Windu without Force for a harness. <laughs> right, right. And so... I think that if if we were to pull plot points, like I was saying, like Ezra would be the best Jedi to pull to use to be a dark Jedi. Well, yeah, you know, if if it, if it Thrawn was were to by manipulate Maul. him, it tainted by Maul, but Thrawn could also manipulate him more, to be kind of an apprentice of his, or to work for him, or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. and so but, I, I still am does, very convinced does that Ezra Ezra's have...
1: Going. Does he yet have that well of power to draw from that someone of Sabaoth's level would?
0: Well, not he's... at the
1: time, not at the time that we see him at the end of Rebels.
0: Correct. It, from but... Rebels to now, from Rebels to Mandalorian. How many, how many years, years is that?
2: Have we calculated that? To,
0: it's about 20, 25 years. Oh, yeah. From the end of Rebels to where Mandalorian is so now. that means right he's now. been
2: floating in space for 25 years
0: he's been withdrawn He must smell for like feet wrapped
2: in burnt leathery bacon right <laughs> and you never know maybe ezra
0: maybe ezra met a dark jedi in the outer rim and he learned the the dark ways and he comes back and tries to show luke the dark ways or whatever but i i, I am convinced that ezra's going to play the Seaboth of the mandoverse
1: if they if they go that direction they could have him go through the whole process that jason goes through in Ooh. uh the whole like Ooh. so uh down the line like 35 years down the line in old canon jason gets captured and tortured by the Yuuzhan vong and it's not pretty
0: like bad
1: like really really <laughs> not pretty like one of the most disturbing bits of stuff you'll read in any of the star wars canon right. um
0: yeah. Dude, the, the Yuuzhan Vong uh, is no joke. The New Jedi Order was <laughs> fucking intense.
1: Uh, but I mean, they could have, you know, if if they wanted to have a a reason for Ezra to be pushed further to the extremes of the dark side, then they could, you know, they could coordinate that with the implementation of the Yuuzhan Vong in the new canon. Yeah.
0: And again, I just but this
1: is all speculation.
0: Uh, yeah, and it's theories and stuff. But personally, I just I think Star I think Wars is... is gonna gonna take that that spot.
2: See, is that
0: why they call it speculative fiction?
3: Huh.
2: See, like we're we Star Wars at, it is all about the Mandalore, so the in between um, Jedi and Force Awakens. But mm-hmm. yeah, you, you guys are forgetting that it's all about the prequel now. It's the pre-prequel. I think Acolyte is going to be all about uh, fucking Revan and shit. we
0: are going to Acolyte? Acolyte's going to be all about Palpatine, my dude. Nope. Palpatine and Plagueis. Nope. Revan. Hmm. Revan. Nah, man. Revan. Revan will will be brought into High Republic stuff. I know, but that's the focus. That's
2: the shift of where Star Wars is going to be going shortly.
0: Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember in Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> um, Rise of Skywalker, they <laughs> mentioned all of the different, uh, like, factions of the Sith. Yeah, um, the Revan and Squad. And there were different names. There was the Revan Squad, there was the fucking Malgus Squad, and all that stuff. <laughs> so they're all very, very distant Sith relatives. And I don't think Acolyte is far enough in the past to actually bring Revan into it. I think yeah. that's much more going to be along the lines of Closer Legas to and, and Palpatine. We'll see. It's yeah, the yeah. High Republic. Acolyte, Acolyte's the biggest mystery of all these Star Wars shows coming out. I mean, obviously we got Ahsoka, we got Mandalorian. But we um, all know and that's that Mandoverse. Andor will come back. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Oh. But... But Acolyte, like, is that, is that going to be, like you were saying, is that going to be the prequel to Mandoverse, or is that going to be the prequel to Palpatine's story?
2: Uh, that's a whole other thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll never know until it comes out, which <sighs> I'm sure we'll do a quest to me season on it. <laughs> um, Let me see. We've We've gone through... Luke and Seaboth and Mara, we've gone through a lot of throng. Han and Lando. We've gone through Han and Lando. Leia um, Chewy. We've we've gone through a little yeah, a little bit of Leia and Chewie. Um Is there anything else? I mean, we kinda talked about Talon Card and and his stuff. Um, is there? We anything mentioned else that... we
1: talked a little bit about Garnbell Iblis. Yep, yep. Talked about Borsk,
0: Fela. And yeah, I know this episode of, of Question fail Squad is a, a little different. We kind of just had a conversation tonight. yeah um, And if you haven't read Dark Force Rising or the Thrawn Trilogy and you're listening to this and feeling really confused, there's a reason. Um, and you should go back and read the Thrawn Trilogy and then you would understand what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but hopefully you did read the Thrawn Trilogy, including this book, Dark Force Rising, um, because it's a lot of fun. And the end of this book is it leaves you on a huge cliffhanger. Right?
1: We have no, we have the reveal that a bunch of the Katana fleet ships are gone, ostensibly taken by Thrawn. We, know we that don't Thrawn know that yet. Been, we know that they weren't there. That is true. And the speculation on the part of the characters is that Thrawn beat them to them. Yep. We know that uh, Thrawn... That it is it is speculated that Thrawn was able to get the coordinates for the Katana fleet out of his prisoner. And we know that Thrawn is utilizing clones. Yep.
2: That's the biggest one. That's the big one.
1: Now, clones. again... At the time that this book was written, we didn't know what the clone wars were. Yep. So a lot of the speculation at the time was that they were fighting against clones, like that the Jedi were fighting, like the entire war was fought against clones,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, that they were some sort of external the clones were force. bad. Yeah.
0: Basically. Yeah. Um, Which is funny because, in a way, like the Empire could have spun that mm-hmm. to make and, people and think. Who knows? The clones, you know,
1: in that. universe, you know, Luke has heard of the Clone Wars, but what does he know about them? He doesn't you know, know he was born in the middle of them,
0: right? <laughs> or that his dad kind of, like, I don't know, started them. <laughs> and <finish laughs> and it. Obi Wan, kind of like it's a small galaxy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I i like that we get some combination of the uh maintaining yes it's a small galaxy all of these same people keep popping up but at the same time no it's not a small galaxy look at how many other new places we go uh, yeah. get to see a lot of new worlds new cove sounds horrible right people having to live in their little like honeycomb
0: cities under magnetic shields and right um, but I love that. I love the description of that. Like, if I were I, to write I a still, book, I would write a sci-fi book so I could make whatever the fuck I want. It is still, realistic. Think, Real. I still think my
1: favorite world introduced in this series so far is uh, Niklon with uh, Lando's um, oh, uh, Nomad his, his, City.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the, like, the mole miners.
1: We, just We took 40 of these, you know, giant Imperial walkers and we linked them all together and we built on the back of them and now we just yeah. you know outrun the sun every day <laughs> just gotta keep going
0: that's such a cool visual it really to just is see walkers just... running from the sun all the time <laughs> <laughs> you remember that movie uh uh the, the day after tomorrow yeah where they were running from the ice age <laughs> that's oh, kind of yeah. how i imagine the walkers is like the sun is right behind them, and they're just right in front of the sun running in front of it. <laughs> uh, see,
1: I, I, yeah, I got The the Mummy Returns uh, with oh, them out running the sun as they're on their way to the pyramid. You and Jesus. The Mummy
2: tonight, man. What? You're killing it. It's a, it's a wonderful series. The, the Mummy, is
1: 1999, is a cinematic masterpiece starring Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I've been recently <laughs> watching the ward, Doom if Patrol I'm and I love Brendan uh, Fraser. Hell yes. I love that they cast him as robot man. I, yeah. I just I love the Doom Patrol. From like Grant Morrison's run to Gerard Way's run on it. I love Doom Patrol. So I love that they're pulling elements from both of those both, in yeah. to the I, I'm I'm sad because I guess it did get cancelled. Yeah. Uh, in the Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah you but it, blame it, James Gunn for that. It, it's part of their whole kind of reconfiguring of everything but they they do get like a
2: solid ending. Yeah. I,
0: I need to I need to watch that whole series. I watched like the it, ending. The it wasn't to, solid.
2: Yeah. It was a fight waiting to happen. <laughs> I mean relatively speaking. All they right, all right, all right. they they're, you know. Yeah. Uh but no. There's I, a bunch I, of I, character I, development happened there. <laughs> Earth's strangest heroes.
0: <laughs> right.
2: I,
1: I
0: I love I love Me Some Doom Patrol. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. All those DC things. It's going to be interesting to see what DC does, but it moving is, on from that. Yeah, no, uh, but um,
1: Dark Force Rising is a very solid second entry at a trilogy. It, it introduces enough new characters to keep mixing stuff up. Mm. It, um, it maintains uh, our awareness of what's going on with the main characters. We still get little sprinklings of some of our side characters here and there, like Wedge. <laughs> it's just like hey he's i'm kind of
0: there
1: i'm just this random dude that you're you know contacting
0: hi Mara. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah no that that whole bit with wedge just trying to play spy is adorable
0: <laughs> he's such a cute little spy <laughs> he's the worst spy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's and i agree this was a very solid entry in this trilogy and for star wars in general, like a Star Wars story, this was a very, very good um, entry for that. So um, is there anything else? Let's let's start with Justin. Is there anything else that we may have skipped over? I know that I mean it's a book. There's a lot that we miss. And for people that, you know, haven't maybe read the whole book, go read the book and, and get the entire story and join us for the last command so we can uh, you know, be on the same page if you will. Oh but oh Good. Uh Go on, Phil. Farrier's
1: Wraith. Oh. His his Farrier's shadow.
0: Yeah, his like little bodyguard like, thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh brilliant, brilliant uh fight with Han. Uh yes. when they're on the uh on the on the casino ship. Yep. Oh um,
2: it, it, he calls it a behemoth, right? Uh no, it's uh it's our, he calls it a wraith. A wraith, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um but the the shadow thing that planted the tracker on board the Lady Luck. I I love the whole concept of that.
0: Just uh, something that you you have no idea what it is. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs>
3: well, what,
1: what even. Yeah. You right. know, the the idea that there's, you know, that it is a wide enough galaxy that there are still species out there that some people who have traveled all over this galaxy are still like wait what what was that
0: yeah (laughs) and that's that's the cool thing about these books is you can still use your imagination Mm -hmm. and the writers still use their imagination to create new things to introduce you know um and even though we've seen a lot of stuff in like rebels and clone wars and things a lot of those have been pulled from these books you know you the, the, the nobody uh, is pulled from this book yeah thrawn like the everything there's there's so much that comes from this book you
1: get uh some fun fun battles going on in this one the the, the big final battle with the katana with
0: yeah, and they like break onto. Don't that tell me and the about it. There's a bunch of clones and shit. Now this is the end of. This is this
1: the end of this book? Oh, boy, yeah. Because uh, there, there was the a little tiny battery the, between the, them. The, yeah,
2: shoot the battery and sort of shoot Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah that's a brilliant idea.
0: Yeah, nah, no, I love it. Because they use like the slave coordinates or something, right? To kind of well, like, and that
1: away. yeah, no, they they you know get the one shot with the turbo lasers, and they're like, all right, now these ships are all linked, right? And the hyperdrive on this one's busted. But what if if we, we uh, what if we, uh, use that whole connected thing to just ram this other ship? Yep.
0: And yeah, well, I think there was what, 13 ships or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So there was another 200 that was missing.
1: Well, well, um, Garnbell Iblis had six. Okay. So there's about 180, (sighs) give or take that's going to be have, an intense
0: uh, battle with that's a hundred lot of ships, ships. even if they are outdated yeah
1: yep and i wonder how can, th- uh, quick grow a crew to pilot them
0: right i wonder how they're gonna ever stop thrawn interesting mm. because right now he seems like he's got the upper hand definitely does but that's just and
1: him. and like empire strikes back this one ends with on yeah. a low note, uh, it ends on a relatively low note for our heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, they have survived this fight, but uh, the real final battle is yet to come.
0: Well, at least Thrawn didn't get cut in half or anything like that. Because, <laughs> you know, we got to. Oh, please. When story. has that
1: stopped anybody?
2: <laughs> Falling down.
0: Looking at, you, <laughs> Looking at you, Darth Maul.
1: Looking at you, Darth yeah, Maul. And no Palpatine. Sure
0: and Palpatine oh my god well but, uh, Palpatine.
1: I'm really excited now, to... old old Canon old Canon Palpatine he got does cloned. come back Palpatine got cloned multiple times
0: yep They and they had that weird like spirit of Palpatine thing going on where like they'd have the clone and then his spirit would inhibit that that clone and he would become the Emperor like mm-hmm. I remember that book where Luke actually turned to the dark side for a little bit Um. It was what uh, the the, the glove, the Vader's glove or something like that, oh. where Luke puts on the glove and then turns to the dark side. Basically, is that? I was I was like, like a Am children's, children's of the book. Wrong one? I but know, it's glove, but it's still so good. Vader.
1: Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> it was a
0: children's book.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. So that was that was published around the same time as Dark Force Rising.
0: Yeah, that's so funny. Um. But anyway, Justin, was there anything else that you needed to cover from this book at all before we get into our ratings? Nope. Nothing? Nothing at all? Nope. We covered it. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, let's say on a scale of 1 to 10, how, are, how excited are you to finish this trilogy? 8.5.
2: Uh, 8.5. Eight
0: Why 8.5? Eight because
2: I've never felt the 10 out of 10 and okay. for anticipation like this is like pretty good for me i'm, I'm really okay. excited to read the last command
0: word i'll take that um so then if we're gonna rate this book so we rated uh i i don't Oops. remember the ratings of Air to the empire i think they were all pretty high yeah Eights and nines um what would you rate dark force rising justin out of 10 katana fleets,
2: I'd give it a solid seven katana fleet.
0: All right, all right. Like
2: it, it was a good, uh, good lull in between. Like it, it was a perfect middle book. I wouldn't say it was outstanding, but it, like, uh, I wouldn't say it was boring either.
0: For sure. All right, Phil, what about you? What would you rate this book out of 10 katana fleets? <sighs>
1: on a reread of it i've put it at a solid eight um tempered by the fact that over the years my my memory of thrawn as like this you know indomitable tactical genius it, it's been tempered slightly you know i, I rebels will do that it, it will it will uh, <laughs> but i mean yeah knowing how everything plays out at this point knowing how everything plays out through the last command um I still think he is the single biggest threat that the uh, New Republic ever faces in Legends canon up until the Yuuzhan Vong War Right, right Thrawn is the single greatest threat uh, to the overall stability of the New Republic.
0: Yeah, I would so, agree with that. I mean, they, they tried a lot to bring in other characters as books kept coming out after yeah. this series. They would bring oh, in yeah. new villains and new characters that were. And they
1: were, you okay. know, uh, Iceheart, you know, there's, uh, these other characters who are, who are big threats mm-hmm. to smaller groups, you know, to like uh, Iceheart is a, a pretty solid threat to Rogue Squadron hmm but she's less of an overall i mean she has an imperial star she has a the super star destroyer the, the,
0: the big big the, Randy, yeah yeah the, uh, like the ex, ex uh, executor, executor executor class yeah 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 um but
1: anyway discounting old canon stuff uh yeah. i i still think thrawn's an incredible threat i love Zahn's writing i love his kind of Striking a balance between the classic Star Wars and his own like background in writing like pretty solid hard sci fi.
0: He's got a really Um, good sci fi series out right now that's like really really quickly. He's just like he's just a
1: he's just a solid writer, you know, and his his own like his own non licensed stuff is also really good. Y'all should you know read Zahn's non star. I want to get into. He had a um, new
0: series, like I was saying. His new series that came out has seemed really, really interesting. It's like a futuristic Earth kind of thing. But I, I think I'm gonna have to go hit up a bookstore and. Yeah. Like, no. Uh, because... And
1: a lot of his stuff gets overshadowed by his work on Star Wars.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Um, but go check out some of his other stuff too, because he's he's really just a solid sci-fi writer. Um, yeah, and he's, yeah, he's no, done a lot middle middle comics. entry of a trilogy. Um. It's, it's really hard to hit the high notes of the intro of the stuff in the first book and the conclusion in the third. But, yeah, yeah. solid 8 out of 10.
0: Let me see. I'm trying to find what he was doing recently. Um, oh, he did write the Outbound Flight yeah. novel. Yes,
1: he did. Well, because that whole thing was his concept.
0: Yep. Ah, the Icarus pilot. That was, or the Icarus plot. Sorry, The that Icarus supposed plot. to be a pretty good thing, but... Man, I'm trying to figure out what book he was... I don't know, he started the new series that was supposed to be really, really good. He's so...
1: still, like... So, Icarus Plot was one, like, a sequel to one from 99. Okay. Interesting.
0: Is it the Dragonback series? Is that what I'm thinking not of? That,
1: not hasn't done anything in that in, like, ten years.
0: Hmm... I keep seeing stuff from him on my Facebook. Um, so I, I there's the
1: Sybil's to... uh, War, uh, those 17, 19, and 20 with Pawn, Knight, and Queen.
0: Maybe that's what it was. I'm going to go to his Facebook page real quick. Uh, oh, yeah, the Icarus twin. Okay, so that's he's right. That's stuff the next one. Yeah, that's that his series. upcoming one. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. So. um. Yeah, and he has some cover art for that stuff on his page right now that looks really, really sweet. So seeing that stuff, I know that I've been wanting to kind of get into his other his other books. Because, you know, obviously I love Star Wars, and I'll read anything Star Wars, but he is one of my favorite Star Wars writers, hands down. Him and, like, Kevin Anderson uh, um, yes. and, and Claudia well, Claudia well, Gray. Claudia Gray, yeah. Those, those were the three writers that I remember the most. Um, when it comes to Star Wars Expanded Universe stuff, because they, like, they were some of the bigger writers for those books. And I loved how they all talked to each other, and they all, like, had plot points, you know? Like, Lucas had nothing to do with it, but they all got together in whatever fashion they did. And, I mean, it was the 90s, so there wasn't Zoom or anything, but, like, they would <laughs> there actually discuss what they were to do. a lot of like, at Skywalker do. Ranch or right. just, like, and, and I, th- I think that's one of the coolest things about these Expanded Universe series, the Legends series, is that even though they're not part of real canon, they all stick to the same story. Like, if you just forgot about Mandalorian and forgot about the Force Awakens and that sequel trilogy and you just read the Legends uh, sequels after return of the jedi it's mm-hmm. a pretty solid set of books whatever 50 books yeah. and they they use the same plot points and they refer back to the stories like this Thrawn, whatever is is referenced numerous times in the oh, yeah. books
1: this um, was this was the launching point for so many i mean yeah and hundreds, so hundreds of books it's
0: it's really fun to go back and read those. Yes, it's super cool to see our live action shows. It's really fun to see The Mandalorian and Andor and you know, The Force Awakens and and the sequel trilogy was was fun to see. It was it was great to see Star Wars come back. But personally, I think the books and the Legends series just had such a a better understanding of what Star Wars was was going for and what Lucas mm-hmm. wanted to do with, with his story. The, um, and the that's...
1: collaborative vision of the old legends writers is just
0: It's top notch, man. You can't you can't beat it. We'll we'll find
2: okay. that we'll... out in the future though. I don't know any about and that. Look, so...
0: joining us on this special conclusion of our Dark Force Rising talk uh, I'm going to keep this brief make sure to check us out next week March 5th for the season premiere of Mandalorian season 3 I absolutely cannot wait and I cannot wait to talk with you and Justin and Phil about the Mandalorian Twitter at QuestMeTMA Facebook Twist My Arm Podcast. see you guys next week